Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. So if you are experiencing chronic back pain, long COVID, fibroids, migraines, cancer, arthritis, endometriosis, inflammatory bowel disease, fibromyalgia, vulvodynia, any of those, and some of us may be experiencing multiple of those, that's chronic pain. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, our quote of the day. So our quote of the day today is a special one because it comes from not someone famous or one of our special guests. It comes from someone who is affected by our topic that we're going to be talking about today. So our quote of the day, people believe that they understand chronic pain because they have also felt pain, but it's a completely different thing when it's day in and day out for years says Monica C. of Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm going to say that again for the people in the back to really orient us to this topic for today. People believe that they understand chronic pain because they have also felt pain. But it's a completely different thing when it's day in and day out for years. T. Whew. All right. We're talking about chronic pain. Just jump on in like we used to do. Girl, girl. Okay. Well, I have to just tell you a story because that's the best way for me to describe what this quote means to me. So 
Dom, you and Lady, you might know this too. I am a new mom. And for the first few months postpartum, I was like, I didn't leave the house, right? So it was about March, April, May, about two months postpartum. I finally had a chance. It was safe and it felt good for me to go get a pedicure. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go finally get my feet done because. They were looking a little rough. Y'all know how it was in 2020 when we couldn't go out. It was like, oh, they're looking a little, a little rough. So I was so excited to get this pedicure and went to the nail shop, got my nails done. I just felt like a new woman because I had just went through birth and it was, you know, everything was just super intense. And so I was kind of getting back to myself. And when I was at the nail shop, the nail tech dug into my right toe a little deeply on the side. You know, Ooh. sometimes they kind of do a little bit too much. Too right? much. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, hold up, pause, hold on. And I didn't think anything of it at the moment, but my toes look really good. I went home. Everything was looking great. However, it was a little achy. Like that side of my toe was a little achy. So a couple of days pass and I noticed that there's some inflammation. So I start to kind of press my toe. Lady, this might get a little graphic. So just beware. Yeah. I start to press on the side of my toe and then pus comes out. It's painful. And I'm like, what is going on? So you ever know how you feel like discomfort, but you just kind of suck it up and you just keep living. Like mm-hmm. my life was so busy that my toe was not a priority. I was like, I'm trying to be a mom. I got to make sure my, my child is okay. My concept of time was also so different because with a newborn time, it's so weird. Like the days are so long, but time goes by fast at the same time. So I look up and it's like, oh, it's already been a month. And so when I looked up, it had been three months and my toe was still Whoa. infected. Whoa. It was still uncomfortable, Dom. Whoa. It, three months? Three months. And That's... I was like, dang, I went through all this. Mm-hmm. Three months. And I'm going to go into more detail later about like how it felt and what, you know, what was happening. But this experience really gave me a lot more empathy and insight into what it's like to have chronic pain. Because this wasn't necessarily something that was like on my radar before. And so I did go to the doctors. I got antibiotics. But at the fourth month mark, that's when I finally went to the podiatrist. And I was like, okay, I need to go get professional help. And basically what she said was, I had something called a paranychia, which was caused by the ingrown toenail. So this experience for me, Dom, it gave me so many mental shifts. There were also some life adjustments that I made as well. And lady, we're going to dive a bit deeper into maintaining and managing life through chronic pain. And also Dr. Dom is going to bless us with a guided meditation. And we're going to talk about some tips that can help us cope. Because again, this experience was, it was eye-opening for me. I'm still stuck on, well, first of all, for those, my friends and family that like know me, know how much I don't like feet and I don't like other people's feet. And so... You know, if lady, if you're out there, if you're similar to me, like you're listening to T's story and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is so gross. Right. And that's me hearing about it. Right. And so I can only imagine for you what that was like to first touch your toe and have pus coming out like that is that's it's gross, but it's also Uh, from a medical standpoint, kind of alarming, Mm -hmm. right? Because we've seen these stories of, or at least I have, of going to the nail shop and then you coming back with an infection because they didn't use clean materials, right? Mm -hmm. And we're in the middle of a pandemic 
So then like, I can't even imagine all the questions, all the fears and the worries that came Mm -hmm. up around this three months. And then you had to go to a podiatrist. Yes. But let me just tell you, like, it's funny because I actually don't mind feet. Like, I just, I'm cool with feet. I mean, they got to look nice, though. Got to be clean and smelling good. But my feet are usually, like, good looking. Like, they look good. But this one particular toe, like, if Satan had feet, y'all, this would be like, the way my toe was looking, it was like a Satan toe. It looked like the devil's toe. It was bad because of the infection and what happened. Like, it was, you can laugh, Dom. It's cool. It was bad, okay? It was not good to look at. And I'm always like to keep up with, you know, certain aspects of my appearance, wearing open toe shoes. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm not going to dive into it anymore, Dom. I think we should just talk into the inside. We should talk about the inside scoop on chronic pain. And then I'll circle back around on like just how something as minute as like a toe can really just F up your whole life and situation because of the chronic pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. We'll circle back. Cause I got more questions. Okay. <laughs> so lady, as you're listening, like, You might not be fully aware of what chronic pain really is and how it shows up, right? So I think what may be helpful for folks is to kind of talk about like what are some of the symptoms around or some of the diagnoses that surround chronic pain. And when, lady, when you hear these, then I think it'll help you relate more or gain a bigger understanding of having what it's like to have chronic pain and maybe some light bulb moments of, oh crap, I've been dealing with chronic pain. So chronic pain generally affects about 40 million people in the U.S. And just also thinking about how, Terry, the comment that you mentioned of like, You know, I was just going along and pushing through, keeping life going. How that number is probably underestimating how many of us may be experiencing chronic pain and not reporting it as such, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are experiencing chronic back pain, long COVID, fibroids, migraines, cancer, arthritis, endometriosis, inflammatory bowel disease, fibromyalgia, vulvodynia, any of those. And some of us may be experiencing multiple of those. That's chronic pain. As I go over this list, I'm like, oh, there's so many people I know that are experiencing at least one of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's deep, Don. It definitely is eye-opening. And one of the things that I found when researching, too, is that chronic pain is typically a type of pain that persists for at least three months. And I'm like, dang, when you read something like that and you haven't experienced it, it's like, oh, my gosh, how can someone experience pain for that long? Well, Mm -hmm. let me tell you. Right. And then you look up and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm four months into this journey. I have experienced this. Right. Right. Sometimes it says it can last up to six months or even longer. And some people just I mean, it just becomes their norm. So I want to tell you a little bit more about the life changes that this, something that seems so small, how it just impacted me in such a great way. Right. So Dom, I remember being so discouraged because I couldn't work out anymore. I couldn't wear closed toe shoes. Like I literally for months, I could not wear sneakers. I could not wear socks. I could not put the covers over my feet at night when I got cold. 
Wow. It got to the point. My husband was laughing at me because I had these socks that I wore wore around the house. I had to cut the toe part off of my socks because I don't like to walk around barefoot. And so I cut the toe off so that my toe could at least breathe and it wouldn't be touching anything because the slightest little touch of anything on like my toe or the corners, it just, it hurts so bad. And so imagine like walking around at night, trying to get, get the baby to sleep, bumping my toe and stuff. I'm like, Lord, it was just so challenging. Mm-hmm. I had to, I couldn't be in certain positions because of the discomfort. My toe was looking crazy on top of that. And so in the beginning, Dom, I was like, you know what? I was more concerned about the aesthetics. So I was like, I'm still going to get my toe polished because I don't want to walk around with like raggedy feet or whatever. Right. So at one point I remember being like, you know what? I need to focus on the internal healing and not the aesthetic. And I feel like that's something we can just take a lesson we can take and learn for all aspects of life because it was so important for me to leave it clear so that it could actually heal. Right. Yeah. And so I went to the doctor and she had to do a couple of procedures. And again, it's going to get a little graphic. So now bear with me because I got to tell you all about this. I got to tell you all what happened. I'm so glad I did not look up on YouTube what they do when you have a perinicia because when I tell you if I would have saw that video before going to the doctor, I probably wouldn't have done it. And what they had to do was, mind you, I had it on both sides. It traveled from the one side of my toe to the other side. So now it's on both sides of my toe. Dom, she had to get the scissors. These like medical grade scissors. She numbed my foot and she had to cut down the toenail, like on each Ooh. side. I'm feeling that sympathy pain right now. Like I felt it. When you, as you described it and, and lady, if you are a Patreon subscriber and you're (laughs) watching this on video, like you see, you're seeing the gesture of Terry, like, yeah, making that medical grade cut. And you're also seeing my facial expressions through this whole thing. So (laughs) I can only imagine what that truly must have been like for you. I personally don't like needles, don't like pain at all. Like. So Girl. I can't even begin to imagine what that had to have been like for you. And I'm so glad that you didn't look at the videos because oh. that I know that just would have added to the fear and you wouldn't have oh, gone. For sure. Oh, absolutely. And if and see, Dom, I respect you. I love you and I appreciate you or else I would send you the pictures of the toe. But I'm not going to do that to you. So but when I, I did take pictures, I want to document it and document my progress. And so the pictures, I mean, it is bad. Y'all they had to put this black medicine on that really stings mm. afterward. And so then imagine the open, y'all again, graphic, open flesh, but then the black medicine on it. So it didn't look like I had like, you know how someone has their feet aren't in really good shape and they got black yeah. toenails. Like then yeah. it looked like that on top of it. So it was just really, really tough. And what I want to say is there were many stages where I had low energy, where mm-hmm. I was just so discouraged because I was so overwhelmed with this part of my life, this toe situation and the discomfort and the pain, and then trying to be a mom and trying to be a wife and try to manage my household and manage my business. And it just felt really overwhelming. And I realized that it was really difficult sometimes for me to be like positive or happy because of the constant pain, because it's just, it yes. just persists. It's just ever, it's ever present, you know? And so it's hard to focus on other things. And so it really did challenge me in a lot of different ways on how to you know, persevere in the midst of something like when you're physically uncomfortable, you know, it definitely impacted my mood for sure. But it also made me think about things that I take for granted. So as far as the lessons learned, I have gratitude for the small things. The other day, because I've had the two procedures now, I can wear, I have on socks now, y'all. And I wore sneakers today and I wore sneakers. I put sneakers on 
earlier this week for the first time. And I was like, oh, I was so excited. Like, like I want a million dollars. I've never been yeah. that happy about putting on sneakers or seeing my toe in this state that it's in. So it just made me have a great appreciation for all aspects of my body, even being postpartum and being in transition. I was like, you know what? Things may not be where I want it to be, but I'm so grateful. So now my gratitude list that I have, it has expanded because I never thought about, you know, being grateful for my toe or for the fact that, you know, I'm not in chronic pain in the mornings when I do my gratitude. But now that's something else that's added. The last thing I want to say, Dom, is this also gave me a lot of empathy for people that have addictions, especially around yeah. pain medication addiction. Now, I don't usually like to take medicine, right? I'm right. usually like, I'm going to just suck it up. I just, I don't like putting, you know, foreign things in my body, you know, all that. So this time with this discomfort, oh, I was popping them pills. Oh, I was popping them. Oh, and I, I was like, girl. And I was like, you know what? I can totally see how someone can become addicted to pain medication because you, who wants to be in pain all day? And so I was just like, wow, this is deep. Like we really have to talk about this because it's a lot. It truly is. And you know, like just quickly on that topic of like addiction, like we know that there's an opioid epidemic and we can do a whole nother episode on opioid epidemic and why it's now national attention. That's a whole nother thing. But thinking about why people can get addicted to whether it's opioids or whether it's other types of substances to make them forget about the pain, right? Mm -hmm. So people, you know, I think about when I had my fibroid surgery and it reminds me that was the only surgery that I've ever had to have in life. So I think, and I know I take that back. I have my wisdom teeth pulled. That's technically a surgery. I don't know. They give you, they give you pain meds for that too. Right. Mm -hmm. And Percocet. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think about how it made me feel to take those pain meds. I reflect back in those moments and I could easily see, like you said, how someone could get addicted to it. When either one, you have a family history of addiction that you might not be aware of. Okay. And two, the medication is making you feel good, right? Exactly. Making you feel like you're on top of the world and you can do anything that you need to do. So like, and after experiencing months or sometimes even years of not having the energy to do the things that you desperately want to do. And now all of a sudden you have that. I could see why someone would get addicted to the, to those pills, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And because our brains, the other thing is, is that our brains are wired for pleasure and to avoid pain. And so when we start taking medication or doing anything that brings us pleasure, our brains are going to tell us more of this, please. Like mm-hmm. I, more, more, give me more, <laughs> more, right? <laughs> like there, that's what our brains are going to say. And so it makes sense to me mm-hmm. why we would become addicted to something that's bringing us pleasure. No. And I, and I think about it from the perspective of, you know, we're mentioning pills, right? But I think of those of us who might engage in excessive sex, excessive shopping, 
excessive gambling, whatever you're doing in excess or to the point where it's an addiction to numb whatever it is, whatever pain it is, psychological or physical pain that you might be experiencing. It's tough out here. It really is. It really is. It really is. I'm so glad you pointed that out because I was I had the same thought where I was like, I can also see the psychological side where you might have another substance that you're using because you have a different type of pain, maybe not a physical pain, but it's an emotional pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, lady, we just want to hold space and let you know if you are experiencing any of this. And we may have missed something as far as the chronic pain the different examples of what might cause chronic pain. I'm sure we've missed things on the list, but we just want to hold space and just take a moment for you to let you know that we see you. We are sending you good energy, healing energy, positive vibes and all that good stuff. And we just took a lot of time to make sure that we are going to provide the tips that we thought were most helpful for us in our journeys. And we also have an episode that we would definitely encourage you to reach, uh, to take a look at called ambiguous grief grieving when you can't get closure. That was from season eight, episode 10. So be sure to tune into that. And hopefully that'll also give you some nuggets for your journey. Yeah. So T, are we ready to dive into those tips? Because I think these tips are really helpful. I think so. I think we should go ahead and dive in. Number one is weighing all options available to you. And for me, this is something that was really important because it took me about four months to actually go to the doctor to have the procedure done. And although I went to my primary care physician to get antibiotics, it wasn't working and it just, it it didn't really do what it was supposed to do. And then the infection moved. And so I was prioritizing my baby, the family, other areas of life. But if something like this were to happen again, I would probably take action a lot sooner and make sure that I had something that was going to be more of a viable solution that would bring me results. And so I think weighing, weighing all options available to you. And I think these are all very personal. It really depends on your particular situation. Yeah. Cause I know this isn't just like a blanket, like these tips are going to help every single person with chronic pain, but it's something to consider. I think the tip of weighing all the options available to you is very applicable to anybody going through chronic pain because all of the options are not going to be the same for everybody. So weighing the options that truly are available to you and seeing what works. And then I think, you know, something that you mentioned about speaking to your doctor about the things that are happening leads us to tip number two, right? Talking about what you're going through. And so to me, when we think of this tip, talking about what you're going through, to me, that's a number of things, right? So that's, Talking to your support system, so letting folks know that you are what you're going through, right? So that folks can support you because if someone else has been through something similar, perhaps they may have some insight or they may have a connection to somebody who could really assist you, right? Or it could look like advocating for yourself. Right. So in this instance, talking to your PCP and saying, "Okay, yeah, this is cute. I appreciate the help that you're providing me, but I need more. Where's that referral to the podiatrist? Where's that That referral to this specialist and that specialist who can give me more insight into what's happening to me? That is so spot on, Don. I can, especially, and you know what? You you talked about some of the data earlier and when you were reading it, I'm like, you know what? I feel like 
for black women, it's probably way higher because you yeah. know that's just our thing. We just say, oh, I'm going to suck it up and I'm just going to keep on pushing. But my doctor definitely, when I asked about the referral, definitely was like, oh, we can give you antibiotics or we can drain it and do this. But I didn't even know this was so new to me. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that there was another option that I should have, you know, gone in a different direction. So I'm, I'm glad that you stated that. And then as far as talking about it with other people, that was also key for me. I remember one night I was talking to a friend and I was just like, I'm sorry to like keep on talking about this thing because I don't ever want to be a pest. I don't ever want to be like a burden. But I was like, I'm really in a lot of discomfort and pain and this is like not going away. And I just felt like talking about it would help. And she was so gracious and was like, girl, it's cool. Like keep on talking about it. But that was so helpful. Just being able to, even though the person couldn't do anything, it's just like, let me just let you know what I'm experiencing because it's still top of mind for me. Right. Yeah. And that takes us on to number three, which is reduce stress in your life. Okay. Reduce stress in your life. It's a little challenging to do that when you have a newborn that's not sleeping throughout the night, because that can be a little stressful and you're a little sleep deprived. Yeah. Not saying that's my situation, hint, hint, but yeah, (laughs) reduce stress from your life because we know that stress just adds on to whatever pain that you might be experiencing. So whether it's a job, a relationship, I mean, whatever it might be, that stuff might have to go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and the reality too, is that some of that, some of the chronic pain that you may be experiencing may be due to stress, right? And so thinking about how much of a role does stress play in your condition and how much realistically, again, based on your unique situation, can the stress reduction really reduce your symptoms. So yeah, I think reducing stress is really important. The next tip is about eating a healthy diet. And lady, if you're listening to this, then the most one of our more recent episodes, Cultivating a Dynamic Relationship with Food, Season 12, Episode 4, we talk with a registered dietitian, Vanessa Risotto and Rosetto, sorry. And she speaks to us about what it means, the importance of having a healthy diet and what a healthy diet truly looks like and how attainable it really is to have a healthy diet. Because I also know the thing is, is that at least I'm only, again, I'm only speaking for myself here, is that sometimes when we are experiencing stress or are looking for ways to feel better, we turn to food for, for that help to cope, right? And so, or like in the wintertime, like we turn to like heavier carb-rich foods to make ourselves feel better. And so thinking about and working with your registered dietitian to figure out what are your current health circumstances and what a healthy diet might look like to aid in your healing from your chronic pain. You, you hit the nail on the head with that one, Dom. I love it. I love it. I totally agree. I would say the next one is to find ways to relax and fill your time to distract yourself from the pain. So for me, I couldn't really take a lot of walks, but taking baths was really great for me and my toe, (laughs) y'all, my my little situation. One day, it actually got to the point where it made me like work from, well, not even work. It made me like stay in the bed. And so I was literally, I had to prop my foot up 
Luckily, my husband was super helpful. Prop my foot up in the bed. I just binge watched some shows. And that was the way that I distracted myself or FaceTime my siblings or my friends and stuff like that. So I think that's also another, you know, we always talk about self-care. That's another tip that you can yeah. use to prioritize your self-care and do what makes you feel good. Yeah, I I think that's a great one, right? Is like as you're working on your healing, distract yourself from those moments, right? Of of pain as you're working on getting the treatments necessary. I think that that's really really helpful. And so then our next tip is within that and finding our ways to relax is to be kind to yourself. So self-compassion and you know I, I'm, I'm just gonna pause and just be real for a moment in terms of how the term self-compassion has been like thrown out there a lot right which means that oftentimes the real meaning of it gets taken away from it and so just wanting to be clear that being kind to ourselves showing ourselves some compassion is so important in these moments. So, you know, T, going back to your example with your toe and remembering that, you know what, as much as you want to have that perfect pedicure, right? Yes, right, right. Being kind to yourself looks like, okay, so my toe is in pain. I'm going to cut an opening in my favorite pair of socks so that my toe can breathe. Right. And I'm not going to beat myself up about having to do this. Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to be down on myself because I can't go get the perfect pedicure right now. But instead Mm -hmm. I I will cut up my favorite sock so that, that, that one toe could be comfortable. Right. And I'm going to remind myself that I'm doing all the things within my control to take care of myself. Yeah, that's it. Being kind to yourself and offering self-compassion. And also, I would say, like, I would add a little little bullet point underneath that one. And I talked about gratitude earlier. When I was even in the midst of the pain, like I was still finding other things in life that I was grateful for. So one of the things that came up for me in that time, I think I may have texted this time. I was like. Well, yes, this is painful. I'm going through this situation. But the great thing about this is that I, I believe that this is going to pass. Like this procedure the doctor did is going to work out. It's going to be great. And then I'll be able to share this experience about chronic pain that I dealt with for the past four months with other women or yep. other listeners of the podcast. And hopefully we were able to have a productive conversation that will offer an ounce of hope or light in someone else's life. And so for me, that was like the silver lining in the situation. And so it feels good to be on the other side of it and now be talking about it. But I think also leaning into gratitude as we're, you know, being kind to ourselves and thinking about all of the other things that I am grateful for. So yes, yes. And then we have number seven, number seven. Dom, I feel like I should just pass this one to you because I feel like this is probably one of your favorites. It's, it's one of mine too, but yes, you, got you, you know, this is one of my <laughs> faves. So tip number seven is to seek professional help. Remembering that you are not alone. You don't have to go through this by yourself. And professional help may look like talking to your therapist. It may look like talking to your primary care doctor to get connected to the specialist who can treat your condition, right? It may also, depending on the type of condition that you are experiencing, it may also look like seeking compensation, right? 
So if your current chronic pain is due to a job related injury, right, you may need to seek compensation for that. If your current condition has kept you from working, then you may be eligible to receive a disability check. So figuring out what exactly is a professional help that could benefit you the most. Go ahead, Tom. You added all the perspectives up in there. I see you. Okay. That was great. I love it. I I love it. And we're just going to do a quick recap, lady, before we jump into the guided meditation. So we have number one, weigh all options available to you. Number two, talk about what you're going through. Number three, reduce stress in your life. Number four, eat a healthy diet. Number five, find ways to relax and fill your time to distract you from the pain. Number six, be kind to yourself. And number seven, seek professional help. All right. So as you are working through your pain, let us take this guided meditation to help you sit with this. So lady, I want you to close your eyes. Get in the position that is physically most comfortable for you, because I want to acknowledge that for some of us, the pain we're experiencing dictates how we're able to sit or lie down. So get into the position that is most comfortable for you and close your eyes. And lady, as you close your eyes, I want you to. Imagine the color orange. And as you think of the color orange, the color orange is connected to our sacral chakra, which taps into our our feelings. And so sit for a moment with the color orange. What are the feelings that are coming up for you right now in this space? And as you identify those feelings, I want you to then ease into the color green. And with the color green, which is connected to our heart chakra, which symbolizes tranquility and serenity, I want you to be at ease with the current feelings you are experiencing. And now I want us to think about that orange and green that we see. And then visualize your favorite place in the world. Whether it's the beach, the mountains, your living room. Imagine your favorite place 
and tap into the colors of orange and green in that space. And sit with that for another moment. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was beautiful, Dom. I have a lot of distractions in my background, so I'm going to re-listen to this episode when it airs so that I can actually go through the meditation, <laughs> the entire meditation. I'm not the monitor, noise, this, but this was really, really good. How did that feel for you? You know, when I do meditations, I have to, when I'm actually facilitating the meditation, I have to remind myself that I'm the one facilitating because... Oh. <laughs> meditations meditations are so calming and relaxing for me that I usually go to sleep. So like I nod off and yeah. and so yeah, I have to remember, oh wait, you are the one guiding this meditation. Stay awake, girl, stay awake. Right. Yo, know, I totally understand that. <laughs> okay, so this was super, super helpful. The conversation, I mean, this was good for me included because this journey is still so, like, I'm still so close to the journey. So I appreciate you for doing the meditation, Dom. And then, lady, as you listen, we want to just let you know and remind you that we literally have, I think we're like over 150 episodes now. And so you, lady, if you enjoy this conversation, go check the archives. We have, what are we in, season 12, Dom? Yeah, season 12. 12 seasons, so much content. We talk about everything from mommy issues, daddy issues, infertility, miscarriages, narcissist, imposter syndrome, healthy eating. I mean, it runs the gamut. Okay. Like feminine hygiene, all that good stuff. So you can literally just Google a keyword along with our podcast name and you can find what you're looking for. And I would say that we have about three episodes that complement this episode really well. We have season eight, episode six, which is what we never learned about health, food, and disease with Tahuti Mahatra. We have season eight, episode 10, ambiguous grief, grieving when you can't get closure. And then Dom, you named another episode that I don't have with me right now. What episode was that, with Vanessa? That was season 12, episode four, cultivating a dynamic relationship with food. There we go. So lady, if you enjoyed this episode, head on over to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast and just drop green hearts on whatever po- the latest post is. Just drop us some green hearts so that we know you tuned in. And we will catch you next time. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E. B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, 
please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.